0: We save hard drinks in here for men who want to get drunk fast. And we don't need any characters around to give the joint atmosphere. Is that clear?
1: Well, the name of the show is Whiskey Talking. Paul Schultz, Steve Vinson. We're going to do a brief update today. Uh, just going through improvethenews.org that finally got updated. Last time we <laughs> talked was a Monday. Uh, I think maybe they just hadn't, maybe they took Sunday off and just hadn't gotten around to updating. I mean, it is the Lord's Day. So this is uh, March 16th. And uh, if if you forgot to beware of the Ides of March, sorry, we weren't there <laughs> to remind you yesterday. I don't think I don't think they're listening anymore. I <laughs> think they didn't pay attention. So we'll just get you guys caught up on Ukraine, um, and that'll be that. Um, no particular theme other than just kind of getting caught up and by the, seeing where we are.
0: By the way, it's been 21 days.
1: 21 days. Yep. That's three weeks mm-hmm. where I come from. <laughs> So talks between Russia and Ukraine will resume today, Wednesday, after they ended on Tuesday without much progress. Mm. Earlier in the day, leaders from Poland, the Czech Republic, and Slovenia met Ukrainian president Volodymyr Zelensky in Kyiv in a show of unequivocal support. That would surprise me, but uh, it's like, well, that that's basically like we'll we'll come to Kiev. You know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll come there. We know you're being surrounded by the Russian military, and we know we're putting our life in danger by doing that, but we'll, yeah, and the the thing is Poland, I know Poland's a member of NATO. I don't remember if Czech Republic and Slovenia are well,
0: that's that's what I wonder. I mean, obviously, they didn't do it in plain sight where all the world could see. but was it announced that they were going to do that because if someone from... I
1: mean they probably just showed up and
0: like oh okay because I wondered if they announced it as a thing thinking well now that we have you know now, now, now that Poland's in the house
1: Czech Republic is okay a member and then um and Slovenia yeah Slovenia is as well so they were all three so Poland Czech Republic Slovenia all three NATO countries mm-hmm. all three are NATO countries and they the That's just wild, man. So, but my, but my question
0: is the whole idea of an attack on one is an attack on all. And if, and if Russia knows that they're by extension in Ukraine,
1: does that count as well? No, I I doubt doubt it. Uh, Here's one of the things that a lot of the, you know, one of the things that has kind of muddied the waters. There's been a lot of talk about NATO and expanding Mm -hmm. NATO and what does that mean and all that stuff Mm in, um, one of the downsides of expanding NATO the way they did over the '90s and 2000s is now it kind of calls into question that it's called Article Five and it's part of, it's part of the treaty and it basically says, I, in fact, maybe I'll go read it and we can talk about it next time. But <laughs> it basically is that doctrine of an attack on one NATO country will be considered attack on all NATO countries and we'll come to their defense. Now that having been said, that treaty's only as good as the rest of the country's willingness to actually put their money where their mouth
0: is. <laughs> I was gonna say they're like, uh did we agree to that? Does this, yeah is is the contract still binding?
1: Well, and and who's gonna enforce it? Right? Yeah. It's not it's not like oh well we'll take you to court. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what and what then, sheriff and then... <laughs> is gonna come <laughs> you know, so so yeah. let's say uh an errant missile finds its way to Slovenia. A mm-hmm. country that people didn't even know existed <laughs> 10 minutes ago, right? Yeah. And, you know, blows up a school or something. And Slovenia goes, okay, we're NATO. We are part of NATO. And, you know, we've been attacked. You know, it's you know time to send in the, the U.S. fleet and, you know, armor. And come on, Germany, we're attacking Russia now because Slovenia was attacked, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right um i really don't see that happening now if russia rolls in with armor and like does a full scale like here we come mm-hmm. maybe then you know nato countries do something but so that's where i'm like now before all this when it was just you know it was france and the netherlands and belgium and italy and, and those were the nato countries right mm-hmm. italy was or not but anyway the traditionally thought of as NATO countries. Yeah, absolutely. If if the Soviet Union had attacked France, we're all at war, right? That was real clear. Now, by expanding into these countries that were like, what is their national security interest of defending the Czech Republic or, or Poland or Slovenia? You know, it's like, is that really? What is... So, <laughs> really muddied the waters. And now, you know, asking like, well, if their president goes to Ukraine, which is under... Well, that was another... Uh, piece of it is you weren't supposed to allow a country into NATO that was in active conflict. So, oh, that well that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But you know, they consider they talked about letting Georgia into NATO, mm. which was act- in active conflict at the time. You know, its borders were mm. in dispute. And they let they let them in the NATO. I mean, we could do a whole NATO uh, I just, podcast but
0: i just have to ask the questions that our yeah. audience is asking
1: that's right that's a good <laughs> no it was an excellent question it was a it was an excellent question so the answer i guess the short answer is no that wouldn't count because they chose to go there mm. uh, yeah that's true and so it's it's more like if somebody's sovereign territory is attacked and that's one of the reasons i was anxious to talk to michael too because uh, you know me i went and looked at a map <laughs> And if you look at uh map, see, I'm, uh-huh. I'm showing a map now. I'm showing Paul the map. <laughs> the I audience like, at home can see. I was a little bit like, okay, Maybe. so why is Sweden so worried? And why is it such a big deal? We talked to somebody who's floating in the waters off of Norway. So I pulled uh-huh. up a map. Uh-huh. Here's Russia. You know, there's Moscow. Uh-huh. There's Russia. I'm showing Paul. You guys at home can't see this. This is Russia. This is still Russia. Still Russia up here. Mm -hmm. Russia, Mm -hmm. Russia, Russia. Russia. Border of Norway. Yeah. So, growing up, I always thought, you know, Sweden, Norway, they're part of Europe. They're not even close to the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. And Finland, isn't that part of Scandinavia? Yeah. But they had a war with the Soviet Union. Uh, Like, it was always confusing to me growing up. But you pull up a map. Uh Finland's got this long border. Finland's border with Russia is, like at least as long as Ukraine's border with Russia. Right. Norway has a little bit of border with Russia. Mm -hmm. And so if you live in Sweden, yes, you're like, we're not even part of NATO. So what if Russia decides, you know, hey, let's roll some armor across Finland. Yeah. What are we going to do about it?
0: Yeah, I did the same thing when I talked to him the other day. The first thing I did was I... (laughs) opened up google looked for a map and went yeah, i'd be nervous too and again that's that's the fault of the american education system because when when you roll out a map in school what's dead center in the map yep yep <laughs> the us now, maybe it's is it like that in other countries though like if you go to sweden is sweden in the center and then like that means the 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 poles are in a different place or if you go to like France is well, is France in the
1: middle, and everything else is around it, or is it just, just us? No, I'd say it's probably everybody, but but with but but not in the middle in that sense, because if the u s. were t- truly in the middle, then the poles would be in a different place. Mm-hmm. What's in the middle is the equator, but mm-hmm. what we see is the western hemisphere, right, right. So, yeah, they all probably do it, but but, but theirs is probably Europe's probably in the center or left, right mm-hmm. um. Possibly. No, they probably center the Eurasian continent, I would guess. That's an interesting one. That's more homework. More homework well, we can do. It it just got me thinking because
0: I'm thinking maybe it's not pounded into their head as much as it is us in the same way that like people in other countries think it is the most bizarre thing in the world that kids in American schools have the Pledge of Allegiance in the morning. Oh, right. They they think it is the most bizarre, you know, thing. How about I
1: asked that question recently because we were at one of Eli's uh, horse riding competitions and they were Mm -hmm. playing the national anthem at the beginning of each session. So there's a morning session, an afternoon session, an evening session. Mm -hmm. So They were playing the national anthem three times a day, right? Because you can't possibly have a group of people sit down to watch an event without playing the magic song, you know, because then the magic <laughs> if you don't the
0: magic song <laughs> if you don't stand
1: for the magic song then the then the magic cloth won't freedom that's right <laughs> <laughs> um and so i it's just bizarre to me so i asked yeah. the question i was like is this something that goes on around the world like does every country like at you know your kids sporting events you're expected to, and it's like no that doesn't happen around the world maybe Maybe it used maybe it they said yes, it does happen, but usually in the very nationalistic like um, dictator, like how bad in North Korea, I bet it goes on. Yeah. You know? So. Which is
0: which is also part of the reason why they look at us and go, th- what's going on in the States right now is no big surprise.
1: Right. <laughs> Uh, so next thing, Ukraine says it repelled a Russian attack on Kharkiv Tuesday evening as forces trying to encircle the city reportedly continue to face supply shortages, particularly ammunition. Yeah, and I heard this. I heard this confirmed too. We've been talking about this since since we've since the attack first was clearly not going well for the Russians. We've been talking about this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I mean it's super obvious to everybody now. This was supposed to be a two or three day operation. Right. And by the time they were done, they were supposed to be eating in, you know, Ukrainian restaurants yeah. and shopping at Ukrainian grocery stores. Um, and like, they weren't gonna need a lot of ammunition. And well, now they're running out.
0: Wasn't it like Grenada that basically <laughs> took like 12 hours to roll through yeah. something ridiculous like that? They figured it was gonna be a Grenada situation.
1: Panama, Grenada, like all the places the US used to invade. <laughs>
0: The small, the small countries we know we can kick the crap out of.
1: Well, I remember, I forget if it was Iraq or Afghanistan. Now, one of the, one of the ones that we invaded, I remember they were talking about we were running low on cruise missiles. Mm -hmm. The U.S. was. And so I started thinking about that with Russia. They've been lobbing all these shells and missiles and stuff. They got to be getting low and they aren't as well positioned to supply themselves Maybe that's one of the benefits of the U S supplying the whole world with their, you know, a lot of our, you know, our arms suppliers, uh, have a lot of customers around the globe. (laughs) (laughs) And so we have a lot of, if we were ever isolated, if the U S were ever isolated for whatever reason, we could just keep cranking out. Yeah. You know, we got steel mills. We got, we, we got, we got resources. The, the Russians, I don't know how they resupply themselves, you know? Yeah. Unless they get it from China. That's, that's my guess. Which they have asked for help from China and the U S was like, mm, 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 <laughs> Nope. China's
0: like, you know, we do Well, our biggest customers over yeah. there. <laughs>
1: yeah. And the world has shown what they're willing to do. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. And that all comes back to one One day maybe we'll do the Ukraine war wrap-up show when this whole thing's over in 15 years. But <laughs> the early days and winning the information war early mm-hmm. on and what mm-hmm. President Zelensky has done to take the initiative in the information war, that to me was everything. Because if they hadn't done that, if we yeah. weren't all sitting there rooting for Ukraine because it looked like the scrappy upstart was winning. Yeah. The sanctions wouldn't have happened. The isolation wouldn't have happened. It would have taken Russia a little bit longer, but, you know, yeah. they would they would have won by now, <laughs> by whatever winning means. Right. Um, but anyway, that's a whole other. Meanwhile, at least two people were killed and 35 more were injured after a blast hit an apartment building in Kiev's western town, I can't pronounce, district, uh, Tuesday morning, Svyet hush in, yeah or a professional i would have read that ahead of time
0: don't worry because in about six hours
1: everyone will know how to pronounce it yeah right <laughs> and it'll be pronouncing it four different ways <laughs> um so yeah it was a it, there's a lot of talk of russia like intentionally targeting civilians i'm still not there yet i'm sure they are it's possibly there i i don't know I, I have
0: heard the the statistics i've heard um, and these are from Ukrainians that are on on TikTok explaining stuff, doing live streams and stuff like that. Yeah. The statistic I heard is um, like thirteen around thirteen hundred casualties in the Ukrainian military, about ten times that for the Russians. But uh, Russians are killing civilians in these towns. Yeah. So they're whether they're targeting them or not. I don't think they're targeting. Them. I just don't don't think they care.
1: I want to be careful about me saying how do we know they're targeting civilians. I want to be careful saying that because I don't want to I don't want to get on the bandwagon of oh we got to be careful. Uh, you know, just believe in anything. And yeah, yeah, because um, you know I don't I don't want to play into the Russian narrative either. That's right, like, right. Oh, we're just at war here. You know, you can't both sides, you know, there's fine people on both sides. It's like, <laughs> no, there are not fine people on both sides. The, You know? Yes. I feel bad for the Russian people. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for the conscripts, you know, but mm-hmm. to the conscripts, I would say, you know, just surrender. Okay. Go help the other side. You know, it's like, right. I'm not, I'm not saying that's easy and I'm not, you know, I've right. known people who've been drafted and it's awful, you know, to be drafted and you it's not easy just to go, okay, I'll go fight for the other. Can You imagine, you know, some kid from Kansas going to Vietnam being like I this war's stupid, we're on the wrong side. I think I'll go join the Viet Cong. You're like that ain't it's not <laughs> it easy. doesn't work out like that. Doesn't work out like that. Yeah. But anyway, all that having been said, um I am interested in because you're lying to yourself if you don't think that you know, again, Ukraine got the initiative on the information war continues to have the initiative on the information war mm-hmm. and targeting of civilians is one of those things that will can make you a pariah in this world. Yes. Right? Yes. And so there is no doubt civilians are being killed. And mm-hmm. if, if, part of it is probably exactly what you're saying is like, we don't care. This is called strategic bombing. We're going to continue. First of all, we don't know exactly where, the Ukrainian resistance, the military is, we, you know, so we're just going to shell the whole place. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but maybe part of it, it's just hard for me to wrap my head around. Is somebody given the order, make sure you kill some civilians, (laughs) you know?
0: Yeah. Without, without just relying on speculation and cliche.
1: Yeah. And, and even if you're, even if you're Mr. Spock, right. Even if you go, um, well, let's just analyze it from a totally logical perspective. I, it's been disproven that bombing civilians demoralizes them and causes causes the war to end. Um, studies have been done; it, it does the opposite. <laughs> it, yeah, it strengthens their position. It strengthens their resolve, and they've studied it from World War II perspective, you know, Vietnam perspective. They've just shown that bombing civilian centers killing civilians does the opposite of what you would think it would do. I mean, you and I
0: privately have talked about it and have our own opinions about it, but
1: uh 9/11 <laughs> <laughs> 9/11, <laughs> right? Well, yes, and that one that one's sort of a complex one, right? That's
0: why I'm just brushing on it. I'm not, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying it was if if you really think about it and you look at it, that that did sort of happen. So the,
1: the terrorism is a different thing. Like terrorism is inviting an overreaction. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's an asymmetrical approach where you don't have the resources to attack somebody head on. right? Right. Right. So what you're trying to do with terrorism usually is invite an overreaction on their part. Right. So that you can bring them into a fight where you have more resources and better initiative. Right, right. So by right. attacking, by doing 9-11, they weren't trying to demoralize us into leaving them alone, which that was the popular narrative, right? That's what right. the neocons wanted you to believe. They wanted to say, they're they're trying to scare us. They're trying to demoralize us and say, we should withdraw from the Middle East because mm-hmm. uh, it's not worth getting bombed, right? The terrorists knew that's not what was going to happen. That's not what they were trying to do. They would have been mm-hmm. fine if that had happened, but they yeah. knew that what was going to happen is the U.S. first of all would probably start fighting each other, <laughs> but then also that they that they would clamp down on security, people would lose those precious freedoms, mm-hmm. right, and that they would send troops over to the Middle East where right. they could be more easily killed.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Know? Yes, but uh, what I what I was getting at was just. Good or bad, whether you believe in it or follow behind it or not, the people kind of <laughs> galvanized. We'll say,
1: yeah, that's what that. happens. Yeah, so like with with the Russians attacking civilians, even a you know, even if they're like, well, demoralize them by attacking civilians, they got to know from a logical perspective that that's not going to work, right? Meanwhile, these two people. Let's see elsewhere, the Parliament of Estonia, a NATO country made a statement calling for UN member states to establish a no-fly zone over Ukraine. NATO and the U.S. have so far rejected the proposal, given it could draw them into full-blown conflict with the Russian Federation. Um, I mean, that's we've talked about the no-fly zone
0: Mm -hmm.
1: issue. And and I've been interested in why people call for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I believe I know why they're calling. I think they know full well that enforcing a no-fly zone means world war. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think they know that full well. Yeah. I think it was about
0: three episodes ago we
1: talked about it. I don't think Estonia, I don't think Zelensky, I don't think anybody for one second believes you could establish a no-fly zone over Ukraine, and that's just that, right? Russia's Mm going to go, oh, guess we can't fly our planes over Ukraine? now. I think that they like one of the reasons that it's sort of like when you did i use this analogy i thought of it i can't remember if i actually used it you know you take your girl to the to the bar and she finds the biggest guy in there and starts antagonizing him like calling him names and like (laughs) you know like hey you know redneck you know calling him redneck and and all this stuff and you're like shh calm down just hey just ease yeah. up on that a little bit she's like yeah. what what he you know he accidentally uh, bumped into me on his way to the bathroom and you're like I know but just let it go and she's like <laughs> she's, she's just a big idiot what are you afraid of him are you she's had a few drinks and she <laughs> yeah <hanging>. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's had a few drinks she's all like high and mighty right um she's trying to get you on a fight right mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like she's like, no, no. You just establish a no-fly zone. Just make sure he doesn't punch me in the face, and I'll take care of the rest. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <That's> not <laughs> like that. She's trying to get you two into a fight. So if I'm mm-hmm. Zelensky, I do exactly what he's doing. I try to get a, the U.S. and the rest of NATO to fight Russia because that's what's gonna. That's a gamble.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It might save my country, mm-hmm. right? It also might start World War III, and people go. Like, if you were to say to, to Zelensky, is it worth World War Three over? And he'd go, look at my country. <laughs> <laughs> it's being destroyed bit mm-hmm. by bit. You think I care? <laughs> you know? Right, right. My gamble is my country could be wiped off the face of the map over the next five years. Right. Or mm-hmm. if I can draw the rest of you in, maybe nuclear war won't happen. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll push you, they'll push Russia back into Russia, you know? Mm-hmm. so, I think that's what they're doing. They're like, in Estonia, again, look at a map. it's right yeah. there. Like there's probably tons of Russian armor sitting on Estonia. Yeah, it's just south of Finland, and it's got a big border with Russia. So that's probably what they're doing. It's like because they know a no-fly zone would bring next thing you know, we'd be all out war. so mm. and part of the reason, like people ask why is that? and i I have to remember i I just should repeat this. It's not just. Like people, even the New like New York Times and all of them stop short of what they need to be saying. It's one thing because you go, okay, well, that means NATO jets would have to be willing to shoot down Russian jets. Mm-hmm. Right? So now NATO is directly engaging Russia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, okay, yes. But that's not even the worst part.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: The worst part is there are anti aircraft systems that will be trying to shoot down NATO jets Mm -hmm. that are based in Russia Mm -hmm. and Belarus. So, NATO jets and NATO missiles would have to take out those anti air systems. Yeah, they're doing two jobs in Russia. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So now we're firing missiles into Russia. Yeah. So it'd be like, well, let's have a no fly. Like if Russia said, we're going to have a no fly zone over Mexico. Mm -hmm. Well, what's that got to do with us? Right. We don't care. Have, okay, have a no fly zone over Mexico. Right. Uh, Our jets are better than yours. We'll, we'll fight it out over Mexico. But sitting in Houston, Dallas, Austin, (laughs) and Phoenix are these anti aircraft systems that are shooting russian jets down over mexico what do you think Hmm. russia's gonna do (laughs) next thing you know they're attacking houston and uh, you know you know maybe equating things like that
0: when because a lot of people don't know like i didn't fully understand how the no-fly zone would work at first yeah you know but like everybody else with any kind of sense does a quick crash course you know um But by equating or by by comparing, well, you say that about that, but what if it was like you were saying, what if it was Texas? Which is you know, put it in a because you know, um, Americans love America. (laughs) That's that's all we know. So we just think over there is over there. Right. But if you explain, you know, hey, this would be this is what would happen if it was Mexico. It might make them think about it a little, I doubt it, but it might make them think about it a little differently.
1: Yeah. And you have to think beyond the buzzwords, you know, like no yeah. fly zone. Everybody thinks they know what a no fly zone is, right? That's the problem with buzzwords. Yeah. You know, and you they're just, just like, say it. Oh, no fly zone. That sounds like a good idea. Well, what is that? What was there? Just, just turn off, turn off the ability to fly or no, it means actually blowing things up, you yeah. know? And and if you have a no-fly zone, it's not just planes that are enforcing it, it's anti-aircraft systems yeah. as well. Anti-aircraft systems that are sitting in Poland and Czechoslovakia and yeah. Estonia. So now they're shooting down Russian planes. Yeah. So now Russia is like, you're shooting down our planes, we're gonna, you know, shoot, we're gonna take out your so now Russia's it's so it's like you're you're days away from a full blown war. Yeah between NATO and Russia, if you yeah. try to do this no-fly zone, right? You're you're playing a global game
0: of yard darts at that point. <laughs>
1: right, 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 exactly. And the, with little kids standing around. <laughs> Looking up. And we're not talking about jarts either. We're talking no, about no. the pointy kind,
0: right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But, it, you know, but if I'm Estonia, if I'm uh, Ukraine, I'm like, sure, I'm going to call for it. And it's a long shot, but... Yeah, <laughs> why not call for it? so Zelensky set to deliver a virtual address to members of the US Congress on Wednesday. So that's today. It'll be interesting to see who is in that briefing. Mm-hmm. And what, what, um, what they tweet out during the briefing that puts Zelensky's life in danger.
0: <laughs> the yeah. reason I say
1: that we didn't talk about this on the show. During uh, he he gave a briefing to some members of the US Senate. And mm-hmm. during the briefing, like the Ukrainians were like, do not send out any pictures or anything during this briefing because the off chance that the Russians are able to figure out where he is by the picture that you tweet out or the mm-hmm. video or whatever, you're, you're putting us in danger. And sure enough, a couple of Republican senators were like, look, we're talking to Zelensky right now. Here's a picture of him. You it's like, not
0: okay does it does this go back to the don't blame on evil what can be blamed on stupidity or do you think it was done on purpose i personally think it was done on purpose but i wouldn't put it past stupidity
1: yeah it's like, i go back and forth on that uh, if it would. so if um what's your name i forgot her name already green the weirdo
0: from oh, South carolina, green? north carolina or yeah. whatever yeah yeah
1: if she is if she were the one that was to do it, I'd say, oh, stupidity, because she's like, you know, <laughs> that's true. Like if her or bobblehead did it, it would be stupidity. Yeah, exactly. But these right.
0: guys know what the fuck they're doing.
1: But to get yourself elected senator, I think, takes a little more intelligence. So I think it was it was a combination of ego and probably a little bit of this. thing. This whole thing would be a lot easier if Zelensky was dead. You know, yes, yes, probably ego in that you can't tell me what to do. I'm a U.S. Senator, you That's know? right? America, you know, one of the things I do is I, I try to, I don't do as much as, is, um, I don't do it a lot because it's hard, but mm-hmm. I try to listen to opposition views. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know why it's hard to listen but to, I, and I'm careful which ones I listen to. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. I only listen to the opposition views that I kind of respect. Like, in other words, I'm not going to go listen to Tucker Carlson. I don't give a damn what Tucker Carlson has to say about anything. Right. I
0: only give a damn in the sense that it's dangerous. What he's saying.
1: Dangerous. I, I, yeah, I care about it from a, a knowledge point of view, mm-hmm. not from a, not from like, in other words, awareness is what I meant to say. Awareness. Like you mm-hmm. want to be aware of what the enemy's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so there's this guy, he actually, uh, the guy that did the podcast, his name's Daryl Cooper. He did the, um, that Ukrainian. it was, it was, it was called, um, the, the anti-humans. It was about what the Soviet union did to Ukraine. Was oh yeah. Like oh, that guy. Yeah. 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 It's so really
0: hard to listen to.
1: I really respect him because, uh, Uh, You know, normally the shows that I've listened to, he just has he seems to have a really balanced view on things and Mm -hmm. just gives like, here's what both sides say and think and whatever. And it's usually it's historical. Mm -hmm. Um, so I listened to his, he did a, he, he published a a podcast on Ukraine, his thoughts on Ukraine, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't pure history. Um, it was a lot of, it was history. And then he gave his thoughts. so he gave you the history of how did we get here Mm -hmm. and then gave his thoughts on it and let me tell you it is (laughs) the other side of the story Mm. like and i'm it's not that i want to have jeff listen to it and give his reaction but i might send it to him and see if he wants to listen to it Mm -hmm. um but it has a complete different view of how we got here Mm. um and so it was hard to listen to, <laughs> mm. you know, it was really hard to listen to, but, uh, that's why I say we might have Jeff on again to just kind of give us the, cause when he was on, it's real clear he's pro Ukraine, right. Mm. And yeah, uh, very balanced. Um, mm-hmm. he, he knows it from being on the ground and he knows who, who to listen to and who not to listen to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'd be interesting to get his take on, well, what about the other side of the story? What about those who say? you know, um, the other stuff. <laughs> right. And I don't right. want to say pro Russian because this guy didn't come across as pro Russian at all. Very, in fact, very anti Russian, not mm-hmm. anti Russian people, but anti, yeah. Anti oligarchy, anti all that stuff. I think he anybody that
0: listens to the show knows now knows what we mean. when we say yeah. We're say yeah. we anti something.
1: Yeah. But, uh, this guy, uh, I'll put it, I'll just put a link in the show notes. It's, mm-hmm. um, thoughts on Ukraine by Daryl Cooper, martyr made podcast, but he, uh, places a lot of the blame for where we are today on NATO and the West and large part Ukraine and Ukrainians who, um, who, who had a corrupt government, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, just like everybody else, (laughs) we, us has a pretty corrupt government, right. Um, And I want to say blame, he's 100% of the blame for the invasion is on Putin. And he makes that clear. Yeah. He's like, but Putin's not Hitler. (laughs) like, Right. Right. He's not this ideologue who's like, we, you know, I I need to invade for the sake of invading. Right. Uh But anyway, that'll be an interesting one. Maybe we'll do something with that. We'd love to have Jeff on and get his take on it. But Uh that having been said, I mean, this was just the whiskey talking. (laughs) ta <laughs> uh-huh.